ಉದ್ಭವಕ್ಷೋಭನೋದೇವಸ್ತ್ರೀಗರ ಕರ್ಣಂ ಕಾರಣಂ ಕರ್ತ ವಿಗರ್ತ ಗಸನೋಗುಹಿ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ನಂಬರ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಉದ್ಭವ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಇಸ್ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಹಿಂಸಲು ಭವ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಬೀನ್ ಪ್ರಸನ್ ಭೂತ ಭವ್ಯ ಭವನ್ನಾಥ ವ್ಯವಸರ್ ಭೂತ ಭವ್ಯ ಭವತ್ಪ್ರಭು ಭವ್ಯ ಭವ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಪ್ರಸನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಇಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲೈಸ್ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಸೇ ಭವ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ದ ಕಾನ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಇಸ್ ಸೈಕ್ಲಿಕಲ್ ವೆನ್ ದರ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಈಸ್ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ರೈಟ್ ನೌ ಯು ಶುಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಬೀನ್ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಪಾಸ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ಶುಡ್ ಬಿ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫ್ಯೂಚರ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ in indian philosophy and western philosophy there is a basic difference in approach in terms of understanding knowledge it is a very interesting concept now in western philosophy the acquisition of knowledge the gathering of knowledge is known from outside that is now we have the laboratories science research and scientists now as far as indian philosophy is concerned it is being known only through yourself that is the mind because there are two things that are needed for understanding a thing one is which lies one that lies outside the individual and one that lies within the individual so instead of going and trying to find out something from outside that which is to be known you can know it by through which you know it that is you need yourself to understand what is available outside instead of going after 10 things to understand things you can directly approach yourself because you are the knower things that are to be known are outside it is easier to approach you because approach to yourself it is easier for you there is another conceptual difference here is that in the western system knowledge is a positive concept that is you gather something which is not known to you but indian philosophy differs in that sense in that it says knowledge is something which is always with you because the reality parabrahman is sat chit ananda the pure intelligence which consists of knowledge as well is ever present then how is it that we are ignorant because of your ignorance that ignorance is called avidya in the individual level and as <coughs> maya in the universal level so when that avidya that is the uh, mistaken impression the ignorance there are false knowledge imperfect knowledge transient knowledge temporary information is cleared off then you get the real knowledge so because of this fact the approach to the understanding of the concept in indian philosophy becomes different from what is being said in western philosophy therefore here when we say udbhavaha that is when something happens outside so the concept as i said please remember knowledge is taken from outside and the thing is indian philosophy knowledge is from within yourself now now 
the information follows like this essentially what is not will never become that mean if something has never been in existence it will exist again correct there should be something it should have existed without a seed there can be no tree so if something is now here it should have been before because there has to be a cause for everything if bhavaha the state of being present should mean that it had a past and logically what has been in the past is now in the present therefore if you extend that logic what is present now should always be in future is that point clear you understand this yes, point sir. this is a yes, very abstract point therefore the time is eternal utbhavaha means it explains in one simple word utbhava the entire philosophy of perception and the evolution of cosmos and the impermanence of things which is see because what is bhava what is present is not real because we do not know what had happened because it is past now we we do not know what is going to what it is going to become tomorrow uddhava therefore the entire universe is something which has manifested now it is being said now vishnu is one who has manifested the internal meaning is that vishnu is one who has been present in the past who is now manifesting himself which also implies he is going to be there tomorrow udbhavaha chow so when we say that vishnu manifests himself then where vishnu was before he manifested himself it's a very simple logic that is even in the philosophical sense when you say that present is what present existed as a past then you should know where was the past before the present i am not giving that for you i mean to think about it deeply because it might be abstract but when i put it this way when you say vishnu udbhava vishnu manifest himself then where exactly vishnu before this is everybody is going to ask yes the answer is given here shobano how shobano shobano means in indian system of cosmology the evolution is as i said the prakriti the inert principle and the three guna three gunas are sattva rajas and tamas sattva consists of learned wisdom there everything is square a learned intelligent shanta very calm very quiet unperturbed not disturbed by emotions knowing everything yet keeping quiet the second is rajas being excited being proactive being hot-headed reactive and take decision fast the third is tamas unlearned not interested in anything totally uh, totally 
more or less we can compare to an idiotic idiotic level where the tendencies are towards uh, that doesn't mean they are people without any uh, brain the point they have not disposed to any karma which will give all the disposition to produce anything to perform anything which is beneficial either to them either to them or to those who are who who are around who are around them so these are the three qualities these three qualities are present in each individual and this again is determined by your purva janma vasana now this combination the sattva rajas and tamas they keep on changing every second so this when we say when it changes in every second when the universe evolves so it will keep on changing from time to time from yuga to yuga right now in the initial then where were the where was this the where were these three guna tattva and rajas at one point of time they were addressed so in uh, physics you will find an object continues to be at a state of rest until impelled by an external force correct i think it is the second law of newton correct i don't know which law but i have uh, heard it sir yeah, the second yeah. law yeah yeah matter so something always remains at uh, rest unless impelled the same principle is here that is now if something has to remain constant that it has to be calm that it should not be disturbed right if you have a pond or if you have a vessel full of water unless you touch it it won't get disturbed if you have a vessel to the fullest brim you fill it up with milk then you slightly tap it what happens it spills over but until and unless you touch it it will remain stable similarly the sattva rajas and tamas they were at peace in the sense that they were at peace in the sense that <coughs> they were in equal proportion so that each cancelling the other therefore it was addressed there was no movement the movement was nil it was inner there was no existence no existence in the real sense of the i mean in the sense which where the none of the things which we think have exist have existed now the another principle called purusha the active principle is touches its sparsha then it gets agitated agitated you know when you want to take ghee uh what you do is that when you make a curd into majjige from from majjige from curd to you make to buttermilk what you do you churn it right you churn it yes that process is called shobana that is vishnu as the purusha he churns it when he touches it the first principle the mahat is born then as was born the akankara <clears throat> then on the outer side on the macro side evolved i should have used the term uh, born evolved on the uh, macro side 
the evolution was the panchabhuta and panchatanmatra at the individual level they were panchakanmendriya panchadhyanendriya then manas buddhi then of course agankara is included these 24 things make the sankhya system of <coughs> categories that is the principles in evolve principles involved in the evolution of this world when at the time of involution or the destruction of the entire universe the everything goes back in the reverse order that is the indriyas go back to manas manas go back to buddhi buddhi back to buddhi by bhogdahankara this level and in this level panchatanmatra they go back to panchabhuta panchabhuta again go back to this ahankara then ahankara goes back to buddhi <coughs> mahat from mahat goes into the prakriti therefore as i was saying in a couple of days i think probably in your class and the other class in when the the death takes place the twelfth day a prabhudabali is being offered to bhagwan sri vishnu after having consigned the human body to flame in the, through that process in that process itself we consign each i mean our our whole body one the life leaves it is being <coughs> distributed to panchabhudas and finally we make it on the twelfth day it goes to mahavishnu in the name of prabhudabali before <coughs> before moving the recently deceased uh, subtle body we don't call it soul deceased the sukshma sharira towards our ancestors as pitruloka so udbhava chobana deva 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 is the attribute used on um, certain condition one the day term is used for those who can create who can sustain and who can live in that ensure that they are destroyed in their time and also it has it shines as an an object inside the sharira and also takes part in all the activities and yet to remain therefore vishnu is described this since vishnu undertakes all these uh, karmas is called deva sri garbha vishnu possesses lakshmi or lakshmi in his garbha now we can always interpret that sri all the 16 all the 16 prosperous attributes are borne by bhagavan sri vishnu parameshwara he is the lord of all being then karanam karanam karta vigarta gahano guha karanam as is it karanam is one of the causes karanam karanam is is an auxiliary cause so when a thing has to be when a result has to come there is one is a direct cause and another is another you can call it is a hedu it is an indirect cause it is not a direct cause it is an indirect cause so vishnu is an indirect cause and also karanam he is also the direct cause that is the first cause that is pramana first first 
Pramana, that is the first cause also. Karta, and he is also the doer. Now you understand how they are saying. One is, Vishnu is the material cause. See, when you are making a part, you need a, you need clay. That is the material cause. Then you have, you need one man to do it. That is the instrumental cause. Right? Then here, so what is the subsidiary cause you should have? The subsidiary cause that you need some water. Then you have the chakra that, uh, you know, uh, that we, that should turn. So various factors are there. Now, having said that, now again they are coming back to Kartha. See, why do you want to confuse all those things? Uh, he is also the Kartha. Vishnu is the primary cause. Vishnu is the instrumental cause. Vishnu is the material cause and also Vishnu is the cause itself. Karanam Karanam. So when you say when he is the cause itself, is he producing the same results? The next word describes Vikartha. No. He manifests himself in many ways. Vikartha. That is, he is the action. Vikartha. Differentiated action. Because the same cause produces more than one effect. Vikartha Gahano. He is unknowable. How unknowable in this context? Because when an effect takes place, we do not know what is the cause which has given the effect. Correct? That is one philosophical, logical answer, but the other is. Vishnu is unknowable in the sense that he is not knowable with the limited tools that are being available with you. Gahano Guhaka. He is the most seeker. Vistaranas Udbhava Chobano Devaha Sri Garbha Parameshwara Karanam Karanam Karta Vigartha Gahano Guhaka. Vishnu is Vyavasaya. Vyavasaya means one who knows everything, he is a jnana sarupi. Vyavasaya, Vyavasthanaha. Vyavasthana, who is the one who is the primary God. Vyavasthana is one who is the basis for everything. Vyavasthana. That is, he is the jnana sarupi, he is knowledge itself and for that knowledge, he is the basic review from whom the knowledge springs forth. Samsthanaha. Samsthanaha is that he is the ultimate refuge in the sense that he ensures that everything stays with him. We said Vivasayo, that is, he is a Jnana Swarupi and he ensures that he is the basis of everything which automatically means including knowledge of things and the things themselves stay with them. Vivasayo, Vivasthanaha, Samsthanaha. Samsthanaha, Sthanaho, Dravaha. Sthanadoda, this is the refuge. He is very steady. Dravaha, Dravaha is the goal, is the direction, it is the point at which everything is everything is rooted. Dhruva, Dhruva all of us know the Dhruva nakshatra. In Indian philosophy, the time factor 
Dhruvanakshatra is being taken as one of the basic factors in astronomy to define astrophysics. In the later portion, probably in the next class, we will deal with that. We will just say a few words about that. Dhruva, <coughs> you know the Dhruva story. And at the end of that, Dhruva is given a special place in Akasha, that is uh, beyond Brahmaloka, which is very near to Vishnu Vaikunda, that is Paramapara. Now, Dhruva is something which is fixed in the sky, that is a permanent fixture in the sky. Now we have to know that there is nothing that is fixed permanently in the universe because everything in this world is a is in relative motion. Relative motion. So every object in this universe is spinning away from each other. That forms the basis of the theory of the expanding universe. Even each atom is spinning away from the other atom. That is the basic theory of <coughs> expanding universe. But relatively speaking, when we want to trace the movement in the sky, how do we do in astronomy? We need to have some fixed point of reference. For instance, we are calculating time in two levels. One at the point where we take the reference of soon movement of sun, which is called <coughs> Surya Manasa, when the sun enters a particular zodiac sign, that is what we call Rashi, that month is being, uh, the month name is given. For example, if uh, Sun enters the Simma Rashi, it is called Simma Mama, that is Mesha, then again Simma, is time, when the Sun moves. So it is the constellation. So the movement of Sun we have taken, the process, this is called Following the movement of the sun is called Surya Manasa. This is most popular throughout all the world cultures and civilization. The second aspect, that's the second system is called following the, the movement of the sun, a movement of the moon, which will you all of us know. We have the Tithis, Pachas and Tithis. So moon also moves. So taking the moon's movement, a system of Time is followed, that is called Chandra Manasa. Surya Manasa and Chandra Manasa are the two concepts with which we work. <coughs> so, this Dhruva, the Dhruva is a relatively fixed spot in the sky. Now, this fixed spot is in Indian system of astronomy. In Puranas also is explained, we are looking at only the sun. The sun moves and when the sun moves from the south to north, it is called Uttarayana. From the north, when it comes to south, it is called Dakshinayana. Right? Now, what happens is, now it is not the only sun which is in existence in the universe. We have so many suns. The Surya Narayana Swami, that is the, the basis, the Parabrahma Sarupa, he goes around the entire universe with seven horses in his chariot and the chariot is tied to, tied to Dhruva, which is relatively fixed to the uh, uh, galaxy our Milky Way galaxy in which we are living, the earth is 
there and the whole thing has as a name it is it is embedded it is connected through as though a akarshana a force to vishnu as the standard point of reference so therefore the implication the dhruva is vishnu is compared to dhruva a fixed spot but in effect what is being conveyed is an astronomical information astro astronomical information that <coughs> that the movement of the dhruva is connected to vishnu that is also vishnu discuss chakra now i think i have written an article uh, i mean taking a photograph this milky way galaxy represents the vishnu's uh, i mean chakra with some philosophical implications also now <coughs> the dhruva when the dhruva is there that dhruva movement in purana how they interpreted that vishnu tells uh, dhruva that before anybody reaches my vaikuntha loka they have to reach your dhruva loka which means that even if you want to read the frame of reference for movement in the sky with the galaxies have to go first by with referring to three dhruva nakshatra only vyavasayo vyavasthana samsthana sthanado samsthana sthanado dhruvah parardi paramaspashta dushta pushta subekshana parardi paramaspashta vishnu is one <coughs> who is possess of extreme wealth parardi parama spashta he is most plain most plain spashta which is explicit whenever an action is performed by you vishnu even though he has this yoga maya he ensures that whenever he dispenses with the karma phala his actions are very explicit dushta pashta subha subha ekshana pushta pushta is tushta is always he is always contented then pushta who is an embodiment who has the auspiciousness as is one of his aspect kadaksha he transcends you the prosperity subha akshana that is subha akshana he is the one who is possessed of the fullness of everything and he grants you everything in it fullness one second let me switch on the light because it's going to getting down one second what's going to be sir one second one second